back everybody to this week's episode of our monday night raw review from august 5th 1996 and you get to find out whether this episode is going to skin the cat or to both feet hit the floor my name's drew and let me introduce to you my tag team partner the man with a plan arnold what's up arnold what's up what's up so yeah so this is the episode with the big battle royal they teased last week for the number one contender and you know the best part about this episode what's that is we get to hear good old jr that's right you know the bad part about this episode (laughs) we still gotta listen to vinnie mac you got it brother you got it Yeah, still got to listen to Vince on commentary. But it could be worse. It could be JR and Michael Cole. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Very true. Uh, <yeah>. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, so, this episode whew, starts out with everybody's favorite segment The King himself. Jerry, the King Lala, coming out to do what he does best, which is spew insult after insult at Jake the Snake Roberts. Oh, yeah, a prop this time. <laughs> oh, yeah, he, he brought he brought Jake's tag team partner. Everybody knows Jake's <laughs> tag team partner, Jim Beam. <laughs> Undefeated, baby. Woo! He will put you down for the count. <laughs> oh, but... So, yeah, we get a bunch of drunk insults and Jake's awful person and, you know, the truth. (laughs) Then the king decides he's going to have a match versus the guy he lost to last Saturday night, Aldo Montoya, a.k.a. Just Incredible. I love how they give him the most Hispanic name possible, and it's a white dude. It's a white dude in a foam mask. Not even like a good lucha mask. It's just a foam. It's a foam mask, and he's got his oh. tights are decked out with the Portuguese flag. I just thought of something. What's is that? is Aldo Montoya Nikki Ash's illegitimate dad? She's she's almost superhero. She kind of looks like it's almost the same costume. It does. It do look oddly similar, don't they? Yeah. Anyway, go off that. So we get the King versus Aldo Montoya, and the King's so good in the ring, even at this age. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's been around since nineteen, I think seventy seven, seventy eight ish, and he just so fluid, even in his this. This match, though, was never in question. You're not going to job the king out to a guy in a foam mask twice. The only thing that surprised me is that king used 
two pile drivers, not just one. I think one would have put him away, but he used two. Two, yes. And it was like, I guess the first one was like, well, this is a pile driver. And the second one was like, and this is the one that's just drive the point home. You Ooh. got lucky in that last match at Superstars. Yep. <laughs> nice pun. Like that. Nice. You're welcome. Yeah. Smooth. <laughs> but yeah, this wasn't really a match. It was quick. It was over. Montoya didn't really get much in. King, no. sh- King shut him down. Paul drives him, then pulls him to the edge of the apron and proceeds to feed, proceeds to feed him Jake's tag team partner. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking, you know what? This is totally not PG anymore. We're really, I know we've said we've seen shades of the Attitude Era, but somebody pouring whiskey down someone's throat. That is Smoky Mountain written all over. <laughs> oh, it sure does. And I can see this. This is an old Memphis angle or Smoky Mountain anywhere in the Southern, Southern wrestling, which is probably why Vince legitimately probably sounded disdainful on the mic you could tell he hated this oh yeah at the same time though it's like i feel like you know this is one of the things like look lawler knows what he's doing oh Oh, yeah (laughs) this was done for one reason one reason only to tick off jake of here's what i did to your little protege (laughs) (laughs) but man it was funny because you hear vince yelling he's like go go get out of here go now whatever he's like all right i'm done i'm done i'm done the smell the smell he's like i'm done wait no i'm not just kidding (laughs) and he comes back and does pour some more and displays the label all loud and proud like yeah jake's tag team partner jim bean (laughs) yeah not even like attempting to hide the logo of the alcohol or anything it's just here we go Uh, (laughs) there's no amazing WCW is calling to try to cancel Jim Beam sponsorships. <laughs> huh. so, well, WWF beat us to it. Yeah. <laughs> One way or another. Yep. But this was quick. It was nice. I liked it. It was funny. This is funny, but serious in wrestling. Like the King was hilarious, but he still was serious. This, mm. is, how, this is how you do comedy, folks. This is how you do comedy. I gave this a B plus. It was nice. It was short. It, it was sweet. King got his win back. He got his heat more over on good old Jake the Snake. I thought this was nice. Oh, yeah. Um, but this one, I gave it a B as well. as Yeah, I gave it a B. Um, yeah, it was just a simple fact that, I mean, yeah, it was – it kind of reminded me of uh, – Oh God, I believe it was 1994 whenever the one, two, three kid beat Razor Ramon. Yeah. And then it had a match the following week and, and Razor destroyed him. Yep. <laughs> so it kind of reminded me of that, except <clears throat> Lawler wasn't quite as sadistic as, as Razor was in that match. But the fact that it was kind of like, you know, in a way, how the one, two, three kid kind of rode that high for a while mm-hmm. or for the week or whatnot it is kind of similar to what uh montoya did and where it was like yeah you know I, I beat jerry the king lawler like what's up 
And he's like, nah, dude, you got lucky. <laughs> yeah, and the king drove that point home. <laughs> Absolutely. Steal your phrase. But yeah, this was nice. It was good. It was a good old school southern angle. You take the protege, beating, and then humiliating to tick off the upper dude. Whatever you want to mm-hmm. say. The mentee, or the mentor, not the mentee. Oh, speaking of things that are not minty, our next match, the the New Rockers versus the Body Donnas. With Hillbilly Jim on commentary. <laughs> huh. Yeah, so... I... This match, yeah... I'm not a big fan of the new rockers. I was like, I didn't, I was, I wasn't sure how to take it. Honestly, like it was, I don't know how to describe it. Like the, the beginning where they was like kind of surprise attack. The body donors are coming out. I don't know. For me, it was just kind of like, uh, why? Yeah. You know, <laughs> It's like the tag team division. I feel like, yeah, the tag team division at this point in WWF was kind of, kind of confusing. Yeah. They don't really have one team that stands out. Right. They're all just interchangeable. I mean, the guns are probably at this point, probably the most over tag team they've got. Mm -hmm. I would say the body Donna's are a joke. And just because of their gimmick. Probably the yep. two, probably the two best workers that they've got in the tag team division overall. Oh yeah, I mean Candido doesn't have the size, but in a tag team, you can get away with it. Pritchard's oh, yeah. good. Um, uh, I just then you got the new rockers. Marty Jannetty is long past being a rocker, <laughs> and nobody cares about him anymore. Al Snow is a couple years away from being over as Al Snow. Mm-hmm. He was never going to get over his avatar. He was never going to get over his Leaf Cassidy. It took him basically being the hardcore dude to get over. Job squad, baby. I mean I mean we still I mean we've still got to wait for Al Snow to go to ECW and then come back. Yep. Oh yeah. <sighs> Yeah. So, yeah, we got a ways to go. <laughs> the Godwins, the Godwins are the best big team I think you've got. I think they're oh, for sure. In the ring, I would probably say they're a little better than the Smoking Guns. Maybe. I don't know. That could be 1A, 1B right there. I'd say those are your top two. Yeah. But the Godwins are held back by their gimmick. Yep. Which, is, again, is like the Body Donna's is a joke. Oh, what other tag teams do we have? Uh, I guess you can kind of count Camp Cornette. I mean, kind of. Maybe, maybe Owen and Owen and Bulldog. Yeah, like maybe that would be like their tag team. But I mean, even that, it's like, I mean, honestly, Owen, Bulldog, and Vader are definitely more accomplished singles competitors. Yeah. I'm I'm thinking like legitimate. Full on tag team that we've seen. Full on tag team that we've seen. So we've got like four, and that's it. That's it. 
That's it. And none of them are spectacular. That's not all. They're all kind of run of the mill, really. Yep. Ah, yep. oh, but with this match though. So this wasn't anything special. It was a tag team match. We could see Sonny with Farouk. Mm-hmm. Still got the foam. Still got the foam. Not taking him seriously till he loses the foam. <laughs> He's got the phone. But I'll tell you what, the man can talk. Is he Otto Montoya's father with the phone? That's I mean, a good question. I mean, obviously they would probably have separate mothers. Or, I mean, not mothers, but yeah, there'd be a little something going on there. It'd kind of be like a Dudley thing. Or the whole Kurt Angle thing that they did a few years back, him and uh, Jason Jordan. We don't talk about that. <laughs> that was so odd. I was going with the fact that they're a completely obvious different race, like the Dudleys. <laughs> so didn't that stem? That stem from that whole like commune thing they had going in ECW, though, right? Yeah, they had the whole Dudley family. The whole damn Dudley family. Yeah, <laughs> those damn Dudleys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Sonny and Farouk not taking him seriously. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, Smoking guns come out, and they get a DQ. Godwins are out, too. I mean, this was all just one big cluster to me. Oh, it was a huge cluster. There was a lot of split-screen stuff. Of course, you had the Sonny and Farouk backstage deal. They show the Godwins and the guns. We see, um, <clears throat> who was it? I cannot, his name is crossing. Oh, Clarence Mason was back there with his oh, client talking yeah. to Gorilla Monsoon. Yeah, this, like, <laughs> this whole segment was just all over the place. It was all over the place. And they're sitting there like, yeah, this, this unnamed superstar who was arrested but never convicted. It was like, who could it be? I don't know, don't care at this point. Right. Show like, me a face, show me a name. I'm not really interested. Like all you see is like an arm. Like, okay. This whole seg- this whole segment was like, okay, we've got ten minutes to kill. They take a felt board and they grab every angle they have on felt in their hand from ten feet away, throw it at the board and whatever sticks, that's what gets put in this segment. Oh, all four tag teams, cool. Go to town. Oh, Sonny and Farouk, Psh, let's give them some time. Uh, Clarence Mason, go to town. I don't know. This was just, this was like an ADHD nightmare. You couldn't focus on anything because it just couldn't. It was all over the place. <laughs> Story of my life, dude. Yeah, yeah. No diverse community stand up. This whoop, was our whoop. match. Yep. Like, that was pretty much how that was. I mean, it was all over the place. I, the notes I took were just kind of like, okay, there was some wrestling here. <laughs> yeah, I just stopped writing notes because there, you couldn't keep up with it. You couldn't because the minute you write something down, you look up, all of a sudden the guns are in the ring. And you're like, what are y'all doing here? <laughs> look up again, there's Clarence Mason. <laughs> so you look up a third time and here are the Godwins. And it's like, what is going on? And, I, and you know, at, by the end of the show, I realized it's because they gave half the show to the Battle Royal. Well, then wait till next week and put something in some of this on. Right. Right. The Clarence Mason thing didn't need to see it. It could have been cut. If you want the this whole four-way tag team match 
which I guess we're going to get at SummerSlam. Set part of it up now, set part of it up later, or just spend this whole segment setting up. Leave out Sonny and Farouk. Yep. God, did I just... No, sorry. Don't for, do that. More Sonny. Always more Sonny. Leave off the tag teams. <laughs> I don't know. But so yeah. They could have dedicated the whole thing to them. <laughs> you know? But I was probably in a good mood because I gave this whole thing a C. It was all over the place. It was there. I probably looking back should have gave it a D. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was like, honestly, uh, I gave it a C minus just for a simple fact. Yeah. It was all over the place, but I mean, realistically from the match that you did get to see, it would have been nice to see. I mean, for me, as odd as it was, it sounds, it would have been interesting to see a singles match with Janetti versus Candido. Like that would have been kind of neat to see because yeah. they, from what I saw, put in the most work in the ring. Yeah. <laughs> and they're both, I mean, Janetti's still really good. Candido is really good. Mm-hmm. Just He's one of those people, again, that if he would have been born six foot three, 240 pounds, he would have been at the top of the card. Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially for Vince. But I got no problem with this. I mean, being C, you said C, C minus, I got no argument. I can see where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we go to our old friend Kevin Kelly with an outdoor random location interview with the WWF champion, Shawn Michaels. And nobody's going to argue that Shawn Michaels could talk. He could smack talk. And he proved, he sits down and proves right here. He can give a good interview. This is mm. good baby face. He puts, he puts Vader over, you know, as a big, he's got something to overcome. Puts him over. I like that. I mean, yep. that was surprising to hear Sean put anybody over. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, and in a way, like, I mean, I guess kayfabe, he kept it real. Mm-hmm. He was like, look, it was like, I mean, there's not anybody in the WWF right now. It's like, I could get beat by any of them. It's like, but it's something different about having that belt. It's like, I mean, it was like we saw it in an international incident. Like Vader straight up beat Shawn Michaels with a little bit of help. But I mean, yeah, he had some help. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he beat him. You know what I mean? It's like, I mean, he's like, I can get beat. But then again, I mean, in a way, um, him beating Bret Hart for the belt at WrestleMania 12 was, uh, you know. Yeah. But. <laughs> <laughs> Shenanigans. Right. And he's sitting there. I was like, you know, haters going to hate. And it's like, nah, dude. Like, we watched it. Like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but at the same time, hey, I mean, it was overall, it was a great interview. And it, it definitely had that, like, mid-90s vibe. You know oh, I mean? Yeah. Yeah, the location was nice serene. They're on a park bench next to some lake somewhere. Probably Speaking softly. And yeah. This wasn't the real... big <laughs> yeah, this wasn't the real big fiery promo this or interview. This was the nice, relaxing sit down. Yeah, it gave me like Barbara Walters vibes. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but the one problem I did have with it is when Shawn Michaels says that the click has his back. And I'm thinking, 
you know, most of the clicks gone. <laughs> I'm sitting there thinking, which click? I'm thinking. <laughs> you talking about the fans or your buddies? Yeah, I'm thinking you got <laughs> you got trips. He's still there, but the other two big ones are done. They're gone. They left. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're putting up fake their empty limos and flowers and stuff on the other channel. <laughs> Which, if you want to know what that's about, you need to start listening to our WCW reviews. WCW. Yep, yep, yep. It's where the big boys play. And what's WWF's tagline here? Uh, <laughs> We're cartoony. <laughs> we have plumbers. Yeah, and hockey players. <laughs> and, and garbage men. and Home improvement <laughs> specialists. I'm kind of wondering, they never had the pharmacist. Oh, I'm wait, yeah, they did. Wait yeah, a minute. They did. It was Vince, and he had almost went to prison over it. Oh, forgot. Can't use that gimmick anymore. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, the 80s were a wild time. The 80s were a wild time. So you, also say you notice Hogan was a lot smaller in WCW. Yeah, it's almost like he got off the juice for a while. <laughs> Must have been all those movies. Oh, that, I'm sure that's what it is. <laughs> oh, yeah. So them 24-inch pythons were looking more like garter snakes. Yep, yep, I'm yep. just playing. Uh, no, I'm not. Yeah. But I like this. This this got over well, which because it was just nice and refreshing to see Sean, even in an interview, put anybody over. Right. Especially knowing now how much he absolutely hated working with Vader. Mm-hmm. I was like, I mean, you think about it. I mean, he's the one that effectively ended Vader's push. Uh, 100%. Yep, yep, yep. We'll get it. We'll get there. We'll get there in our SummerSlam review. Mm-hmm. 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 So we move on from this, and we get to the meat of the show, which half of the show <laughs> <laughs> is the Battle Royal for the number one contender. And this was did not make any sense to me at because all. Basically, everyone else in the locker room who didn't take part in the tag team deal. Yeah, this is the rest of the roster. And I, I'm sitting here thinking, I'm watching this. So Taker and Mankind immediately just eliminate themselves. <laughs> it's like, screw this. We're going to kill each other. Forget about that. I loved that. I did I too. That. I did too, but it was just hilarious. It's like ding, ding, ding. Taker, mankind just go after each other and go over the knock each other over the top rope. And well, there's your first two out. So, did you notice that um, <laughs> whenever Taker came out, it almost looked like he was about to trip? Yes. Because I, I saw that, I was like, "Ooh, that would have been." <laughs> it wouldn't have been that bad. They could just refilmed it. Right. It was like, hold on, everybody, quit cheering. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna do this again. Take two. Yeah, and Taker was like the only one that actually got a full entrance. Of course, it's Taker, and his entrance is more over than anybody like, else. Yeah, as soon as you hear the dong, <sighs> yep. And I was like, oh yeah, and it was like as soon as you saw him run, I was like, you know exactly who he's running for because here comes mankind into the ring, and everybody else is like, well, I guess that's our cue. <laughs> yep. <laughs> ding ding ding! Let's go. <laughs> I enjoy. I was like, I that was probably my favorite part of this entire match. Yep. Well, one of them. 
But I mean, just the fact that those two immediately eliminate one another, just continue to beat the snot out of each other throughout the arena was just, I'm yeah. ready for that match at SummerSlam. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I like Marrow getting lawn darted out of the ring. That was funny. <laughs> it's like, remember that push we were giving you? We push you off a cliff. Over, it's going over with you, brother. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, because again, we haven't saw him. He hasn't won a match in, it's been over almost a, it's been over a month now. I was like, yeah, it's been a, it's been a while since he's won a match. No, we have never seen, Mer- I'm just thinking, we've never seen Marrow win a match. I was like, yeah, since we started this podcast, no, Marrow nope. has not won a match. He won the, on Raw the week before King of the Ring, his semi, his qualifying or quarterfinal match. And we have not saw him win a match after that. He lost to Austin. Then he's lost on Raw. He's lost to Austin again at the International Incident. He's lost and lost. They beat him like a drum. Oh, yeah. So, Mero is done at this point because he didn't even... I mean, he made a little ways in this battle royal, but it wasn't the point where you thought he was going to win it. Right. So, the final four, I believe, was Austin... Ahmed Johnson, who's back from his kidney, what was it, laceration or perforation or constipation, whatever. Oh, he's like, you want to get doctor's orders or whatever. Yeah, he's against doctor. Oh, we told that. We were told that four or five times. He's fighting against doctor's orders, blah, 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 blah. Which, if that doesn't give away a finish, I don't know what does. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I was thinking, please, God, no, please, God, no, please, God, no. Then I got thinking, they'll give him an interview. Let him win, let him win, let him win, let him win. <laughs> <laughs> But we get Ahmed Johnson, Stone Cold, uh, Gold Dust, and Sid. 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 And I think it was Johnson eliminated Sid. That was the one that surprised the Jesus out of me. Or was it wasn't it Ahmed or was it Gold Dust? Um No, I think it was Austin. Oh yeah, that's right. Austin eliminates Sid. Because uh, Bulldog and Owen Hart came back out, giving us little shades of Royal Rumble 92. Yeah, that's right. That's what it was. That's right. How did I forget that? Shoot. Yeah, it was like, yeah, yeah it was Owen and Bulldog come back out and through Sid. Sid turns around because he's Sid. Austin's <laughs> like, well, yeet. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's it. And then I'm thinking, well, maybe Austin's going to win this thing. I mean, he can, he can get a title shot. He's king of the ring. But then I'm thinking, that's a little too soon. I'd like to see a little more build-up of his push. Oh, yeah. And then Gold Dust chucks him out. I'm like, oh. That was great because, like, yeah. uh, when it was him, yeah, because it was him, it was Gold Dust, Austin, and Ahmed still in the ring. So, And you see Gold Dust, like, talking to Austin, like, hey, me and you, go after him. Let, let, let's do that. Yep. And Austin's like, well, all right. So they start beating the crap out of uh, Ahmed Johnson. Beat him down into the corner. And then um, Gold Dust backs off, which you already know he's about to do something. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, Gold Dust is like, "Well, I'm bored." <laughs> <laughs> Double yeet! <laughs> Woo! <sighs> but so yeah, then we end the final two of all the people we could end with. Remember, Taker was in this. Mankind was in this. Austin was in this. I'll even give you Sid was in this. And the two we end up with is the most exciting is Ahmed Johnson and Gold Dust. Got a little King of the Ring rematch. Yeah, we saw this two months ago. 
Unless one of them starts making out with the other one again. I don't want to see. Actually, I don't want to see that either. <laughs> I was waiting for one of them to try to put a lip. I was waiting for him, Gold Dust, to put the lip lock on Johnson again. I was too, honestly. Yeah, but didn't happen. So they go back and forth for a while, and eventually, Ahmed Johnson chucks out Gold Dust. That was a pretty cool spot, though. I will yeah, say was, that. That was yeah, a cool was, spot because they both flipped over the rope, and you're like, oh, snap, who's going to be? And Gold Dust kind of melts down into yeah. the mat, and it's like, well, <laughs> Ahmed won. Yep, which I don't like and I do like. Because if you remember, Ahmed Johnson's already got a match for uh, uh, SummerSlam. It's mm -hmm. called International Incident. He's already got a match for SummerSlam, and he's defending his gold against Farouk Assad. And do you really think they're going to make Ahmed Johnson double champion? God, no. No. I mean, not even, not even he's not even getting that push at this point. Mm-mm. Which pretty much telegraphs to me, he's either going to lose at SummerSlam and win the next night. I mean, there's. I think this pretty much telegraphs him losing at SummerSlam. Mm hmm. Oh yeah, it's like we did get our we did get our Ahmed interview. <laughs> oh, we sure did with with Vince and. I just think Vince likes saying his name. He's like Ahmed Johnson, like every time. <laughs> he didn't speak long so this was only a two-word interview and if you remember folks i'm i grade for um ahmed johnson's interviews on how many words i can understand and i got two i got SummerSlam and battle because i think he said something about winning the battle royal something about SummerSlam, and then he got interrupted by farouk yep did you make out anything else he said no yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> and Vince was trying to translate, and Vince was like, I have no idea what this man just says. Yeah. But Farouk inter interrupts. They're going to get their match at SummerSlam. Yada, yada, yada. Not totally interested in this because Farouk is still wearing a foam helmet. <laughs> Why is he wearing a foam helmet? Ron Simmons. The very first African-American NWA WCW champion. Why is he wearing a foam helmet? I wonder if it still has, if it comes from where he was, they were trying so hard to do that gladiator gimmick. It's like. When the gladiators on, wear foam. Never. Exactly. Go to. Vegas, go to Caesar's Palace, knock out one of the people standing there, steal that, throw it on him, and call him a gladiator. I mean, really, we're talking about Ron Simmons, so he could have just walked up to him and went, Damn! Let him be <laughs> just let him be Ron Simmons. Let him be anybody other than the gladiator. Right. Or now Farouk. Ugh. <laughs> knowing what will come, knowing what will come, I can calm myself down because I know this doesn't last very long. Thank God. But this, this is one of those things where you, I know I rag on modern wrestling a lot, but this is stupid. This is flat out. This, this is so stupid. And 
I think it's in her bio that we go back and watch wrestling from 25 years ago and everybody glorifies the Attitude Era. It wasn't all great. Oh, this, no. No, oh, no. This was garbage. Straight up, terrible, terrible garbage. And believe us, folks, like we will get into more as we get deeper. Yep. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. What's What we're watching now is light years ahead of what's on TV nowadays. And if you don't agree with me, just look at the ratings. AW is also happy they got them. Oh, they're two weeks in a row. They got 1.1 million. And WWE's got like two. So if there's no crossover whatsoever, which there is, but there, let's say there's not. That's four, five, two, four little over 5 million people watching total. And that's with no that's if you say there's no crossover. There was 4 and 5 million people just watching Nitro at this point and probably another 3 or 4 watching Raw. Oh yeah. It's almost double. And at this point both shows are gaining, not losing. And now they're so happy that they get 1.1 million on a Wednesday night. Uncontested now on a Wednesday night. That's right, because they moved to NXT, right? Yeah, they moved to NXT to Tuesday because they thought they were getting the hockey deal and never got it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then again, they always brag, well, we beat NXT, we beat NXT. You beat their developmental program. So that's developmental, guys. Yeah. You're still half of what... Raw and SmackDown are, and that's I can't I can't even fathom fathom that Raw and SmackDown's down to two million. Right. I think we looked up the ratings last week on last week's episode, which you should go back and listen to if you haven't already. If you're just listening to us for the first time ever, but yeah, so the Attitude Era isn't all fun and games. Better than what we got now, but it still all wasn't good. Huh. <sighs> Oh yeah, I mean that's I mean that's basically what it boils down to at the end of the day, man. I mean, it you can only ride certain coattails and things like that for so long before it becomes stale. Mm-hmm. It becomes boring. It becomes repetitive or micromanaged, as we discussed last week. And mm-hmm. hint, people. Um, and I mean, you at some point you have to reach deep down within yourself, look in the mirror and say, okay, what can we do to make this better? What can we do to change this? What can we do to make this interesting again? Now, I'm not saying go back to what you did 20 years ago because some of what they did 20 years ago, beaver cleavage, would not fly today. Yeah, You know what I mean? And at the same time, like, I get it, especially in terms of WWE, where it's super cookie cutter now. A lot of it has to do with when the company went public. Because Mm -hmm. now you have stockholders. And some of your stockholders aren't going to like some of the product you put on television. The problem problem isn't the PG rating. No, not at all. You can have a good wrestling program, PG. That's not a problem. Mm -mm, mm -mm. It is the goofy, stupid storylines that just make no sense, and they absolutely refuse 
to listen to the fans. Refuse. I'm not saying you have to listen to the fans all the time because you can't do that. Mm-mm. Oh, God, no. But when for two, three years now, fans have revolted saying they don't like certain things and you keep trying to push that certain thing down their throat, look at Roman Reigns. Look what happens <laughs> when you actually listen to the fans. How long did they try to push him as a white meat smiling baby face? Too damn long. Since since the shield broke up. Yep. Which was what, 2015? 2015. So from 2015 to 2020, they tried to push him as a smiling white meat baby face that the fans rejected time and time and time again. To a point that they had to mute mm-hmm. people booing in the crowd whenever his music hit. Yep. Didn't want to see him. He had legitimate go home, get off my TV screen heat. Yeah. Was it Roman Reigns' fault? God, no. He's good in the ring. If you let him be himself, he's good on the mic. He's got it all. He's got the look. He's Samoan. He's built. He's jacked. He's got everything. He is, if you could get in the lab and build me a professional wrestler, it would be Roman Reigns. I'm sorry. If you if you don't like him, tough. It is. He's got every tool. Like we talked about Eddie Guerrero on the on Nitro. Check the box. He can do it. Oh yeah. What and my it, thing is. And oh, once, go ahead. Sorry. Once they turned him heel, bam. I will say it on record. I don't watch the whole show, but I will w- go to YouTube and I will watch Roman Reigns segments and matches. Why? Because Roman Reigns is the best thing that's happened in wrestling in the last 10 years. Fight me. I dare you. Find me something better than Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman, and anything he's doing now. You see, you just took yeah, so you just took the words right out of my mouth in terms of that. Because, I mean, as I was just about to say, and you add on top of all of that, Paul Heyman is his mouthpiece. Um, I actually watched something. It popped up on uh, my Twitter page a while back. It was after, uh, I forget which pay-per-view it was. It might have been WrestleMania, something. But they had all the champions come out. So, you know, Bianca Belair comes out. I think uh, Ray and Dominic come out, all that. And, you know, the champions, everybody's, yay, champions on their little mm-hmm. Thunderdome screens. And you expect to see Roman Reigns, but Roman ain't there. Roman don't need to be there. Roman's the WWE champion. Who else but Paul Heyman comes out with that belt and says, it's like these people have the nerve to call themselves title holders. So there's only one title in this company, and that's the WWE title, and that belongs to my client, Roman Reigns. I was like, Universal the nerve title. Of this man. That's Universal right. Universal title. See, he doesn't even have like, the he didn't even have the good belt. I was like, I was like the nerve of this man to come out here and say that, but that is legitimate. Like that is trying to get some heat. And I think he succeeded in that Mm -hmm. because I sat there and watched that whole little clip on Twitter. I was like, dang, like you just buried every other champion on this stage right now. Like well and subtle. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And they had no choice, but to sit there and take it. Cause I mean, what are you going to do? Say you're wrong and get your ass kicked by Roman Reigns. 
yep. except Bianca Belair, I guess. But yep, yeah. I mean, that's I mean, that's basically how it went, and it's like you don't see a lot of that anymore. And again, you know, that's no fault to really anybody in the company. Mm-hmm. Well, most people in the company, but I mean, people have been clamoring for a while now, like saying you know Vince McMahon needs to step back sit back just sit on the sideline take a chill you know take a cruise go golfing Triple H has been doing this for years he's been your CFO for how long now it's like let this man give him the keys to the convertible or the Corvette whatever you want to call it well I mean it's Vince McMahon so it's probably give give the man the keys to the Bentley like let him take over for a little bit it's like Trips has been in the business Trips I mean, look at what he, like him, Regal, and whoever else is involved. Look what they've done with NXT. Like, just the talent they brought into NXT, the talent who's come through NXT. And people get pissed because you, Keith Lee. I remember oh. watching clips of Keith Lee on the indies. And I'm like, this dude he's got some serious talent and he kind of reminds you of Vader because it's like, you know, he's a, he's a big dude and he can do some high flying moves. That is impressive because a lot of big guys can't pull that stuff off. And he does it when the timing is right. He doesn't do it every match. Some matches will go in there. He'll do big guy things. He'll murder you in the middle of the ring in front of thousands of people and go home. Other times he might bust out a moonsault. You're just like, whoa. Yep. And then you get guys like that to the main roster, and it's like we'll put him in a tennis skirt and have him talk like a stupid idiot. Right. And it, <laughs> and they've done that with a lot. That's happened with a lot of the talent that comes up from NXT. And mm-hmm. that's I mean, you look at Undisputed Air. Like Ugh. why like and, and my thing is like with those guys kind of overplayed at this point don't get me wrong i've been a big fan of like adam cole for the longest time Nah, they broke him up about a month or so ago yeah and and my thing is like with even like with something like that even like that was good i enjoyed that oh and go ahead oh i love the attitude out the attitude era the undisputed era yeah that was it was fun like Mm -hmm. and on top of that you put belts on all of them and it's like these are the guys you need to beat. Mm-hmm. And, and their matches were awesome. I, I think it was, uh, this is a few years ago. It was uh, Ricochet when he went up against Adam Cole for the North American belt. Yes. I loved that match from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. And then they get Ricochet to the main roster and it's kind of like, Oh, look at him. He's another flippy fly dude. He can do all these little flippy moves. It's really cool. Let's throw him. Let's see. Well, we don't want to put him on 205 Live because, you know, that's 205 Live. That's a whole different thing. And don't get me started on that because when you talk about fumbling on the freaking goal line, WWE fumbled that on the goal line. Like, it's one of those things. It's like, how do you say, I don't know how to book cruiserweights without saying you don't know how to book cruiserweights? The word 205 love. Seriously, like, yep. what is that? I will say with Ricochet, though, Ricochet has a shelf life. He Very much so. He's a one-trick pony. 
He's a good, that, that trick is impressive and it's always impressive. But when you see the same trick every, I mean, if you see the woman cut in half every night of the world, eventually you're going to want to see the Statue of Liberty disappear. Right. Oh yeah. I, I agree with you on that. And I mean, that's the thing about that. And it's like, you have, I mean, even the talent, like from that, if you want to like do that, Look at all the guys they ended up pushing out of the company oh, who Al- went on to do better. Alistair Black. Uh, let's, I mean, or send him back to NXT. Who did they waste on the main roster from NXT? Shinsuke Nakamura. Nakamura, in my opinion. Samoa Joe. Samoa Finn Balor. Uh, Keith Al- Lee. Keith Lee. I mean, the list goes on and on. Right? We can see the list goes on. And that's the sad for part. a long time. And, and I'm, uh, I'm trying yeah. to think of some of them, and I can't because they're just I don't remember them anymore. They're not around. Um, the to me the biggest one in recent memory, I think that they well two of them, um, all scenarios, and uh, oh god, I can't think of what is his what was his name in WWE? All scenarios, and then um, oh uh, the uh, what was his name? Pack in AEW now. King of the Cruiserweights. Yeah. Oh, the I guy that Gravity forgot, but I can't remember what he called him. And, yeah, I can't remember what they called him either. But, which yeah, is I an mean, indictment in itself. Right. And that's the thing. It's like <sighs> these guys, I think they actually had a match at WrestleMania a few years back yep. for the Cruiserweight belt. And they pushed it to the pre-show. Why? Yep. I mean, you had, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm talking about, fumbling on the one-yard line. Neville. You, Neville. Okay. That yeah, Neville. <laughs> I had to Google it. You, yeah, you had arguably two of the best cruiserweight wrestlers in the world, and you pushed them to the pre-show of WrestleMania, and leave it off of the DVD so they don't get any royalties from the and sales. leave it off the DVD. And honestly, and I've actually read that Austin Aries basically said that was the straw that broke the camel's back yep. for him in WWE. And Neville ended up leaving after that, too. Yep. And I don't blame him. Now, Aries, I do give him this one, but if you know anything about him, that guy is a douchebag and a half behind the scenes everywhere oh, yeah, he's ever been. So. Ask John Morrison what he thinks of him. Uh, that's the one that I can forgive people for doing stupid things in the ring, but what Austin Aries did to John Morrison, I will never ever put that guy over for anything because Morrison waits forever in impact, which is no man's land. And was loyal to the company. Always there. Always a guy never won the big one. Finally got his shot at their big, what do they call it? Slam anniversary or to win the shot, win the title at the big pay-per-view, the main event take, he's going to beat Austin Aries to win the title. And Aries is leaving the company. Aries, Mel Morrison gives him his, that bounce off the rope splash, pins him, one, two, three, gets his big moment in the sun. What does Aries do? The little twit, no sells the move completely, stands up, gives the finger to somebody up in the stands, nobody knows who until later, and walks off. And Morrison's like, he's visibly like, what the heck? Points at the guy like, what are you doing? Ruined his big moment. So I'll never, ever, for any reason, put that guy over. But I do see his point here. 
Yeah, I was like, yeah, and honestly, I was like, I'm glad you brought that up because I completely forgot about that. Oh, it boils my blood. I'm not a Morrison fan, but I'm a wrestling fan, and you don't do that. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Not in public. No, not the guy's big. If you have a beef with the guy upstairs, that's fine. Have it out on Twitter or a interview somewhere. You don't do it in the ring and ruin the guy's big moment that he's waited nah. years for. Nah. That like, is especially in that in that aspect like in that mm -hmm. environment. Like it'd be different if it was similar to we'll say Survivor Series ninety seven. Yeah. Like if it's that situation, I don't blame Bret Hart for that because I probably would have done the same thing. Oh no, no, not at all. Or but that was uh, after the match. Yeah. That was after the match. And yeah, I mean, obviously tensions were high. Brett was already on his way out at that point anyway. Mm -hmm. And he wanted to go out on his terms. And they were like, well, no. <laughs> so, but like <clears throat> that's a that's apples and oranges a little bit in this situation. True. We'll very. get we'll get to the we'll get to that Montreal thing. But where do we even start with all this? Oh yeah, the ruining of in the ruining of talent. <laughs> that, yeah. Man, we got off on a tangent here, just same as we do on our Nitro review. Yep. <laughs> but this episode was always going to be short because it was mainly the whole episode was just that battle royal, and we're not going over it move by move, elimination by elimination. <laughs> it wasn't for hours. It wasn't important enough. But yeah. So the Attitude Era wasn't all fun and games. It wasn't perfect. It was better than what we got today. Vince McMahon needs to listen, start listening to the audience. Or, I mean, I could go off on the tangent that I think wrestling's dead and we're just watching it die slowly. And that has a lot to do with WWE well, not listening to the fans and AEW listening to the smallest niche fans and trying to give them what they want when they promised actual wrestling fans wrestling and they won't give it to us. Nope. Ah, but we've been on that before. I could go off on it for an hour or two, but we're not going to. But we do have one piece of business we need to we need to take care of. The winner of our trivia contest from last week. Ooh. Yeah, so I'm going to give a shout out here, and I'll put it on the Twitter as soon as this debuts, which will be Monday, always Monday nights at eight o'clock for Raw and Nitro, and pay-per-views are mostly on Sundays, unless the pay-per-view is on a Saturday, which will happen before this releases, so it doesn't really matter. Or no, it'll release this Hogwild for WCW will release this Sunday. Saturday. 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 But I want to congratulate Mr. Aaron Burson for winning our trivia contest, which with the question was, who was the first person to use Kurt Angle's theme before Kurt Angle? And the answer was... The Patriot. The Patriot. That's right. Del Wilkes, who unfortunately recently passed away. But yep, the Patriot used a, it was a little different, less synthy version, but it was Kurt Angle's theme. Yep, yep, yep. Mm -hmm. And it's, that's true. It's damn true. Nice. I like that. So congratulations to Aaron Burson for being the first one to get it. I believe somebody, I won't say their name because they didn't win, but you knew I'm talking about, guessed somebody else and was pretty wrong. 
Even though I'm pretty sure they thought they were completely right. He's a good guy, though. He's a good guy. Yeah. He's a great guy. He is. He is. Ah, it was. I'll just say it wasn't Teddy Long. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. But speaking of things on Twitter, you should follow us on Twitter at aewrpod.com. Good Lord, we don't have a .com yet. Yet. You should follow us at aewrpod on Twitter and Instagram. You can email us at aewr316 at gmail.com. Episodes release every Monday at 8 o'clock for Nitro and Raw, with pay-per-views releasing on Sunday of the week, or Saturday, in this case, for Hog Wild for Nitro, WCW. And do you have any final thoughts about this? Did we ever give our final grade for this show? Uh, no, we did not. I don't think we did. We went off on another tangent and completely forgot about what we're doing here. <laughs> uh, I, this one got a B for me. It was short, but I mean, it wasn't short. It was still an hour, but it was mainly just the battle royal. It was like, uh, it was like uh, overall, it was, they got a B minus for me. Yeah. Overall, um, honestly, I wish that the battle royale were a little more organized and even numbered. Yeah. But, I mean, you don't really have that big of a roster at this point, so I guess it makes sense. Yeah. And you don't want to take too much away from the Royal Rumble, too. True. That's, yep. But, yeah, I gave it a B, so B, B minus. We're right about there. It was a good, it was a good show. It was fun to mm -hmm. watch. It had its moments, and it had its disappointments, and splatter everything gets the wall and see what sticks moments but whatever <laughs> that's that's wwf at this point let's see what sticks <laughs> yep <laughs> yep 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 oh so we're still a couple weeks out of SummerSlam. wait can't wait for that that's gonna be a good episode so it should be interesting yep 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 so it definitely yep. should be interesting i'm looking forward to it and this is getting me looking forward to it does I'll austin sure. have a match at SummerSlam yet I think so. I don't remember against who, though. Well, we'll have to wait and see. We'll tell us next week. I have to tell us next week. Oh, yeah, I guarantee it. Oh, yeah. Won't be as good as his last SummerSlam, but whatever. <laughs> Actually, I... oh, wait. No, I know what the SummerSlam is. Ooh, yeah. I know what Austin has a SummerSlam. We'll get there now that I think of it. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a good match. All right. Well, I don't have anything else to say about this. Do you? I said no. Nah, uh, yeah, that's pretty much nice. That's Monday Night Raw, August 5th, 1996 in a nutshell, folks. So that's all I got. Um, let's see. Yeah. So you can see you got a Raw, Nitro, of course, Monday. And uh, this Saturday, we'll have... Uh, WCW Hogwild, as mentioned by the Drewski earlier. And speaking of that, I have been Arnold, and with me, as always, my tag team partner, the big Drewski, laying down on the mat, staring up at the lights. 
One, two, three. Peace.